Welcome to another edition of Sideline Sports, joined by Dave Stevens as our special guest tonight. We've got Jake Malik and John Shear here. Welcome to the show, Dave. How are you doing tonight? Hey, thanks for being with me. Uh, it's, it's great to see you, Jake and JB. and uh, just John. John, there you are. Yeah. So great to see everybody. It's nice to see you again. We met you at the Super Bowl. JB yeah. and I did. Yep. So it's nice to meet you again. All right, gentlemen, I said I had something real quick. Actually, it's two things now that I'm thinking about it. First of all, the very first sideline sports hat is a thing. These two gentlemen were so mad at me. I have been keeping this a secret for like over a month that I just ordered saying. it and I had it custom made. I had to be the first. I'm just I'd like to put you I'd like to put you on the punchable face list. I'd like oh, to just can't. for that alone. Yeah, this is so know, awesome. I know it's it awesome. is, but just because you have it before me, I mean I, just I, it had to be a surprise. And then the other thing is Today is actually my dad's birthday, so oh, I made a promise to him this afternoon when I spoke to him uh, that I would shout him out. So, Dad, happy birthday. You are an even older man, and I'm going to continue an old man. I'll call you an old man because that's my job <laughs> as your son. Um, but, yeah, I just – it was funny. And he literally is your hat. old man. But, yes. Jake, you, we talk- you didn't have a hat made for your dad for his birthday? Come wow. on. Oh, oh, yeah, surprise. Don't ruin the surprise. JB's hurting, but you know. <laughs> but, yeah, so I that was all I had to do, guys. I just wanted to tell my dad happy birthday because he called I called him this afternoon. He says, Can you do me a favor? Can you can you shout me out on the show and say happy birthday? And I was almost a little mad at him because he didn't know it, but I was planning on doing this. Like I'd been thinking about this. I was like, Yeah, I was gonna do it anyway, but you ruined the surprise unintentionally. Wow. So to my dad, happy birthday. Happy birthday. All. Happy there birthday, Dad. And Dave, I have a quick question for you. I missed last week's show, but I did see the interview that the guys did with Lee, and it was great, and I loved it. But I noticed something that you have too, and I'm so curious if this is coincidental or if it's intentional. Now, I'm a Star Wars kind of guy, and I'm guessing you must be as well, because you have, as some people like to call him Baby Yoda, but his official name is Grogu, in the back. Lee had one also. Lee had the same thing. In his office, when we when you guys interviewed him last week, yes, is there did. like a connection? Really? Or is this just, <laughs> he did. Is he that had the same exact one. Now I swear to God, that. because yes, I did. watched it. I but watched the show back because I missed so, last week's show. So, but right? is the picture of Lee and me on this on his desk? Like, I think he's got that. that oh, Lee, picture. I'm gonna have to. Well, I'm gonna have to but, tell Lee about I, that. I, I, Dave, I swear <laughs> on my life. So I missed last week's shows at a Rangers game, and I saw. I watched the episode after. And my first thought was, oh, it's really cool. Like, I love the interview, but I love that he had that that little uh, figurine, if you will, on the on his desk behind him. And then you come on, and the first thing I noticed was that sitting behind you. I was like, okay, this is either a really weird coincidence or there's a cool story behind it. And if no. it's a cool story, I'd love to know it. If it's coincidence, that's also still it's really cool. A, it's just a weird coincidence. I mean, the child yeah. is here, you know. But I love that, it. That, that, I love that, it. That, I had no, I'll have to, yeah, if you get to leave before I do, I, I should probably take a, he's going to think I copied him, you know? He, <laughs> he copied you. You have the picture yeah. of you two, so really you have the leg up on him. I bought, that for my, I bought that for my kid at Christmas, so I don't know when Lee got his. but I, I, I just, I had to ask you because I watched <laughs> it, I saw it, and I thought it was cool, and then I saw you and I was like, JB, I just on, want to point out that the Hurricanes just took the lead. 
There you go. Very nice. There you go. Very nice. So it won't be your team tonight. <laughs> won't be mine. It'll be another one hurting your bet. <laughs> anyway, now we can go to the actual interview we want to do. I just had to ask that real quick. That's, yeah, I'm good observation. And real quick, you know, let me hear. As we're as we're starting this, I actually just pulled up the YouTube on my screen so I can show you that this is is, is a truly weird coincidence. It is this is last week's video that I was not on. If you look behind Lee, there yeah. he is. And, I don't know if it's the exact same one, but it is clearly the same character. And, and look over his desk. Look, and, look, look over yeah, his no, he does. shoulder. He does. It's right here. Can you put picture. that picture? Look at the picture behind him. Yeah. That's, that's the it, same. Wow. I, I didn't realize that like, until you so, said this. So you guys are like st the stepbrothers, guys. I love we this. just become best friends. Can yep. you ship the, the character of the picture to our next guest before next Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make it a recurring thing now. That it picture and, and Greg will have to be in every single picture for their guest. No by the what, way, JB, I, I just have to ask how many of the Star Wars you've seen. I saw the original three. That's, That's as far it. as I've gone. And I don't That's love it. I'm going to be honest with you. JB has seen the three most important ones. Get out of here. Get out of here. Those are the most nonsense. important. And I, I, I'm Stop. sorry, Dave. We haven't even started talking you about you or anything relevant to an interview. But this is what we do. This is just what happens. I, mean, I love it. I, I miss a week and this is what happens. I come back. Why should I, I be surprised I, that JB chaos. hasn't caught up with all of the Star Wars? He's the John, one behind. He's not missing anything and you know it. What do you mean he's not missing anything? It's the a great last franchise three were ever. terrible. The last you got, but you got to see them all. You have to watch them all. It's Eventually. just the way it works. Nonsense. Continue with the right. show. Teron Armstead, the Dolphin signed Teron Armstead. I just wanted to let you know. I, right I told you that. Shush. I'm just saying. Baby, take the floor. Go on. Do so, Dave, answer. welcome to the show. This is the craziness <laughs> I got to deal with on a weekly basis. Uh, sorry in advance. So, tell us, you know, first thing. Before the show, you were saying you're going to be on the View this Thursday. Yeah, um, you know I'm I'm on the board of Runway of Dreams, which is a uh, nonprofit charity that uh, is getting uh, clothing made for disabled folks to be mainstream. So if you have a kid that is in a wheelchair or missing an arm or a leg, and and you want that fashion that that is good for your body, Kohl's and Target and more and more stores are are adapting using adaptive clothing that have buttons. Uh, that have snaps or Velcro or zippers instead of, you know, certain things for certain disabilities. Blind people have Braille on their clothing so they can feel what they want to dress. So um, the owner of that, who I've been working with, Mindy Shire, got asked to be on for as a historical woman for National Women's Month. And she said, would you like to come be a model on the show? So I get to go be a model on The View. I don't have to say anything about politics or get whoopee <laughs> or anything, but... Uh, um, it'll be fun. Just another, you know, one of those crazy things that happens in my life. And, uh, you know, I just continue to be amazed that at 56, I get to, you know, still have fun, talk to you guys and, and, you know, try to inspire people and teach people, you know, empathy instead of sympathy. Wow. That's pretty cool. So, you know, you've played college football, you had pro tryouts for the NFL, you played, Major, uh, Major League Baseball, you had Olympic tryout. So, what was which sport did you enjoy most, and why? Well, I mean, I had the most success in baseball. You know, I played right field and I played, you know, uh, second base a little bit. And for your listeners or viewers, I didn't have legs. I was born without legs, and that's you know 
mind-blowing. If you don't believe it, you can Google me and see it. I'm not making it up. But wrestling was probably my best sport um, because I had the advantage against you leggies, and you guys didn't know what to do against me. So I'd get out there and wrestle, and it's like you are used to wrestling against guys with legs and doing takedowns, and you see a guy without legs, and you're like, what the hell do I do here? Which was to my advantage because I knew what to do, and it would invariably end up in you know a big mess on the mat. So I think wrestling was probably my best sport because it was one-on-one. And it wasn't anybody, you know, it wasn't a handicap against a handicap. It was just two athletes going at it. But football, baseball probably have been the most successful, you know, trying out for the Cowboys and playing in Augsburg. And I got to travel on a team and we went to Ireland and New Zealand and Australia. I threw a two point conversion in one of those games. So like I've I've been able to do a lot of stuff that you leggies only get to dream about. And I, I, you know, I'm like Forrest Gimp. You know, I've been able to do all these crazy things, pinch it for Daryl Strawberry, you know, those kind of things. And people would be like, that's impossible. That's not, you know, fathomable. And I'm like, you know, anybody can do pretty much anything if you work hard enough and put your mind to it. I'm not going to go, uh, you know, do a high jump of 20 feet in my life. But, you know, there's other things that I can do to, you know, get involved with other sports and show people that, there are adaptive ways to play sports and do things and approach things that way in life. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, one of the first times we got to meet, I met you earlier in the day, Tuesday, Super Bowl week. And then later that night you were playing in the Snoop Dogg charity football game. Which yeah. It was a phenomenal event, by the way. Yeah. Those are fun. I played in uh, 22 of those and it's been fun. I've, I've, I've thrown a few touchdown passes to, I throw one to Ricky Williams, uh, Jeff Garcia, I've caught a couple, um, but I've tore my rotator, so I kind of make like a token appearance. I don't do too much anymore. Um, I brought another guy, Zion Clark, the fastest man on two arms, who came out and played in that game. It was kind of neat to, you know, see the old Batman and the new Batman kind of, you know, hand out that. Um, and you talked about movies. Don't get me started on who's the best Batman, because in, in my book, Adam West will always be the best yeah. Batman. Right. I had a feeling see, that was coming. See, I only yeah. the best guest on. We just saw the new movie, and I really wasn't too impressed with it. It's just DC can never outdo Marvel. They just never see. Oh, to, that is Dave. You know? I knew I liked you for a reason. That is right. <laughs> see, only, only the best guest on our show. That is absolutely correct. Marvel is always going to be the best. Get out of here, Jake. I love that. nonsense. I love it. Wonder Woman and Shazam are about the only two where they've kind of gotten it okay. Yeah. But they messed up Superman. Was really good. Yeah, and I'm shocked they haven't come out with a sequel. I digress. So anyway, <laughs> don't worry, we digress all the time. That's <laughs> what we do. If you couldn't tell, that's what we, we do. never progress. Yes. We never progress. We, we just, really we we have an agenda we set. Nine times out of ten, we miss half of it because we've gone down a rabbit hole with something else. So it's okay. You're we're welcome. we're very used to You're this. Welcome. <laughs> Wait, John will start talking. That'll be it. We'll be in trouble. <laughs> God's taking people out of the Hall of Fame. We got a punchable facelift. It gets scary. Well, Jake, I mean, it's debatable whether you're on there or not just because you got a hat before. I mean, you didn't tell me a, a month in look, advance. This is, look, I mean, you, this you're out of order. I mean, you really I, are. Look, look, here's what I'm going to tell you, John. You, sir. I decided to make this. I know. Do not blame I, anybody still, else. I John, did this because I wanted it. I feel like it's. So I made myself you know. a hat. So wait, John, you're the only one without any sideline sports apparel because I got the the jacket. Jake has I the hat. I, I have had the hat coming now. 
I wish I had, but I don't have a lot of money, so I gotta wait until I have money to buy a sideline sports merchandise. But it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Once they have flat bills, I'll get a flat bill sideline. You can get a flat bill. I can show you how to make have, one. I just need bills. the money. Yeah. All right. So, back to the interview. Please. <laughs> so what was it like working at ESPN? A lot of people, you know, only besides playing all those great sports and being an athlete, you had the ability the opportunity to work, uh, you know, the premier sports station, you know, how, what was that opportunity like? It was, it was amazing. You know, I, after I got done playing football in Minnesota, um, I worked local TV for a few years and got to be a part of the twins winning the world series in 87 and 91. And I started doing the interviews and shipping them to ESPN. And they're like, Hey, you've got some talent. Would you ever want to come work here? And so I said, Absolutely. And I ended up coming here in 95 and spent 20 years at ESPN behind the scenes working on the assignment desk, but working with every reporter, every insider. One of my good friends just passed away this week, uh, John Clayton. Just a tragic, tragic loss. Just a wonderful loss. Yeah, sorry. And, uh, you know, I worked with him for 20 years and just, you know, uh, just got to be, you know, a part of that mystique when it was in its heyday. Obviously, it's not the same and it never will be. Sports TV will never be like it was then because no. it was the only place you could go to. Now you've got, you know, all kinds of networks and programming and great niche, you know, talk shows like Sideline Sports and things like that. So, um, but it was 20 great years. I've got, you know, seven Emmys that they don't give wow. you as a participation trophy. It didn't say, <laughs> we pity you. It was, you worked hard on this, you know. So, uh, and, you know, still friends with Chris Berman and and Bob Lee and, and those guys like that. I knew I'd finally made it at ESPN when Chris Berman gave me a nickname my second or third <laughs> week there. And it, he called me Cat for Cat Stevens, an old singer from the 70s. And All right. I like it. Of course it. he did. <laughs> yeah, he just came to my school a couple of weeks ago uh, to speak to the kids. And he, hey, Cat, Cat. And everybody's like, <laughs> you know, what's that mean? And uh, it's just the memories I have, the things I've seen, uh, the book I'm not allowed to write as far as what I saw as, as, you know, the end of the debauchery, but you did see it. You were aware of it. And they've done a good job of cleaning it up and making it less of a locker room and more of a, a great work environment. Um, and so I'm, I'm just lucky that I had 20 years. I mean, you don't get 20 years anywhere, let alone at, the, that, at that time a worldwide leader in sports. Yeah, that, yeah. that's impressive. I mean, to not only – work at the pinnacle of you know sports tv but be there for 20 years that says a lot about how good you must be i was gonna say you must have been doing something right yeah you know i just show up to work every day and 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 if you can enjoy your job then it really wasn't work and to be a part of the highs of amazing championships or the lows of a boston bombing day or 9 11 or you know any of those things that when our worlds all had to collide as far as the news world but uh I don't regret it. And now, you know, with Ability Media at the college, and I also help another channel called the Disability Channel, you know, I'm still doing interviews. I was at Radio Row interviewing, you know, all the biggest stars. I still get to go to games. And now that COVID has eased up, I get to start going back and doing the interviews because the players, they talk to me a little differently because I'm either on the ground on my butt or they're not used to my situation. 
excuse me, my situation. And I get them to open up and talk about uh, things that most people don't. And, and, you know, I know you guys realize this, that if you do your homework on somebody and figure that obscure statistic or where they went to high school or who they're, you know, figure out that their high school coach was their biggest inspiration. If you take that time to research just a little bit, you can usually, you know, Wikipedia these guys 10 minutes before you have them and find something obscure then they realize you took that time to to really be invested to care about them and not just how was the game and look away, <laughs> you know that kind of stuff. And so if you go to my YouTube, you'll see, you know, me with Gronkowski just having fun talking about cleaning my butt, getting Tide Pods to get the you know my stains <laughs> out of my butt. Or I gotta tell you, that does not surprise me. That sounds exactly <laughs> yeah, like the conversation you would expect to have with him. Of all or, people, that's what you'd expect. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and we stayed friends. I just uh, it was the, probably the most alcohol I've had in twenty years because I got I got invited to the Gronkowski party at the Super Bowl with his brothers and his dad. And oh, that was great. Yeah, oh, that was were great. you there for that? Oh, you are you that? talking about that NFL Legends party where Gronk and yeah. his dad were there? Yeah, that yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. Was yeah, JB and I were there. Oh. And they put us in that part with the brothers and the dad. And it was just like your drink would get halfway. And it was like, boom, boom, here's more. And then here's the campaign. And I'm just like, I'm supposed to be a, a dad and a representative here. And it's suddenly I'm like, you know. But, you know, it's just my approach has been to, to, to ambush them in a good way. Like I was with Aaron Rodgers after a, a Miami. Uh, they beat Miami in a game. And it was right after, either right before or right after he was about to play Tom Brady. And I'm like, okay. I got to ask you, everybody's talking about the greatest of all time, Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks. And the look on his face of like, oh, thank God. It's something different than right. usual. Yeah. And then he, it was funny because there's no Dunkin' Donuts around here. And I really like Dunkin'. And there's one by the college, <laughs> but, you know, and it just opened up yeah. those avenues. So I, I've lived, you know, I'm 56 years old and I've lived the most, you know, unbelievable life. And, and like I said, now... I try to give back. I try to show people that I break that stereotype of what you think handicapped or disabled or whatever is supposed to be. And if I can help break that stereotype, others might treat others differently and treat them with respect and offer them jobs and open up their minds to anybody who has a value and has a gift. It's funny that you mentioned that, that uh, because like, Whenever I like I used to work in social work uh, with adults that have uh, autism and I didn't know much about it. And I kind of like had my own stereotypes. But after working in that, you, I kind of like was able to understand and learn, you know, a lot from them and, and about, you know, people with autism and uh, just working with people like that and going out in public with with people that have a disability. You see how other people view them and how other people stereotype them and how other people look at them and they just judge them right away. And so it's just interesting that you mentioned that because I understand exactly what you're saying when you say that, because like taking people out in public and just watching people look at them and immediately stereotype or judge is like, it's crazy that people don't take the time to get to know you. And, and you know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy how that works. No, and then and I'm learning that with the college at, with Ability Media, we have you know able-bodied students, and we have some with disabilities, and they're working together. And, and the able-bodied students, especially the ones that went to the Super Bowl, 
you know, their their eyes and minds have been opened up to both worlds. And then, you know, suddenly they want to come back to Quinnipiac University and call out the college that you don't have this fixed and you don't have that. I'm like, hey, easy. Don't, you know, <laughs> you, you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you here. But, you know, and, and it helps you, you know, John, it, it's opened up you to a different way to appreciate yep. and see life. And, and that's just that's all you want to do is give anybody a shot to just give everybody a chance. You know, I've always thought, why can't the military use people with disabilities to either build technology or fix airplanes or be a 911 dispatcher or be something other than what you, you know, you could help the police in a certain role doing something. And, and, you know, you see overweight cops, they're not having to run a five minute mile anymore. So it's like, why aren't we thinking about where we can use our brains and put people into programming and education and businesses and things like that? I was just on a call today about, you know, the, you know, the, we are the, the handicap world is the biggest minority in the world. There are, I think it's uh, 1 billion people with a disability, either seen or unseen. And of that, you know, 60 million are here in the USA. And so there are opportunities to monetize that and open those worlds up to either a brand of clothing or an adaptive type of anything in the business world. And that's why, you know, I'm proud to have done TV for my all my life because most people in the TV world, business, only 3% of anybody that's either portrayed on television or anything to do with a disability in movies is ever portrayed by those with a disability. You always see actors playing those roles. There's very few, and God bless this movie that came out with the deaf actors that's up for Oscars. And, um, you know, I, I think that's finally going to open some eyes and some ears to giving opportunities to other people because, We've lived in a world, you know, for so many years that, you know, up until the 50s was white dominated, right? And then we've changed to allowing women to have rights. And then in the 80s, 90s, and now we've where we were working towards a diversity for other cultures, yet the handicap keep putting, get put in the back and we don't get those opportunities. And, you know, having that voice, I continue to try to be that person and, and it gets me on platforms like this to just talk about it. And I, I'm hoping you guys walk away looking at things a little differently, looking at people a little differently, thinking, wow, oh yeah, I remember Jim Abbott pitched with one hand and Shaquem Griffin just played in the NFL with one hand and uh, Tom Dempsey had the longest field goal for the longest time with half of a foot. So there's all these other stories. I'm trying to get the Hall of Fame to put us all in the Baseball Hall of Fame with myself and Jim Abbott and Mordecai Three Finger Brown and Burt Shepard who pitched on one arm, uh, one leg after World War II, Pete Gray who played in the 40s with one arm. There's all these amazing stories that people don't know about. And to your point, looking at them differently instead of pitying them, giving them that chance to go, hey, they've got a value. Yep. And, and the thing is like people who look at somebody with a disability, whether you have autism or whether you're missing a limb or whatever, you look at them like they're different, but they're no, like, you're no different than, you know, me. Like, yeah, you have a disability, but that doesn't make you any different. That doesn't make you any less than me. You know what I mean? Like everybody has their different things. Like that doesn't make you any different. That's how I always see it. That's, that's how I've gone about, you know, getting to and, just you know, be, be getting to be around people such as yourself. Um, you know, it, there's a lot that you can learn from somebody, you know, with a disability, truly a lot. And, and, and it is a label that I don't think us in that world like, 
It's just that's what they call us. Either hand, you know, handicap is good in golf, but it's bad as a human. If you have a disability, a car is disabled, but a human being isn't. You know, baseball just got rid of the disabled list. Now it's whatever the list is they call it. But it's like, you know, this is my normal. You know, if you have ADHD, that's your normal. If you have autism, that's your normal. Um, You know, it's just, but you guys, show of hands, how many of you still have your first pair of legs? Let's see, JB, Jake, do you still have your first pair of legs? If you don't, okay, see, and I do too, see? So (laughs) we're not that different. I still have my first set of legs. It's just, I, you know, upgraded over the years. But again, if I can break that ice and break that stereotype, it, it, it helps you to realize that everybody has that self-worth. It's a great point you said, John. Yep, of course. I love that. All right, real quick, I want to ask you, on a totally separate note, as much as I love this and I'm not trying to get away from it, I just Come had a on, question. Awkward I've been segue. About. Come on, awkward right. segue. Do it. I know. Come on. Someone's got to do it. Do Someone it. has to make the awkward segue. I've been thinking about this for so long. You were talking about your time with ESPN and all the things you've done, and my my immediate thought was when you said, oh, all these highs that I've experienced. Well, what was your favorite? What was the highest high that you had? It could be anything. I'm just curious what it was. Oof, I know. Man. I. It's always such a hard question. Man, there's so many. I mean, when you win an Emmy that first time, and you know, even at that point, there was an old soap opera lady that hadn't won an Emmy. Her name was Susan Lucci, and I won an Emmy before Susan <laughs> Lucci was a joke. Um you know, that's awesome. It, it's it's just so many. They all go together. It's just just the camaraderie that you would have at Christmas when Chris Berman would come in and, and hand you a hundred dollar bottle of wine as a gift. He didn't have to do that. He's Chris right. Berman. You know, um, the commercials were always amazing. I, I know we got to see John Clayton's commercial showed again because it was one of the best. And you know, you're literally on the phone talking to somebody trying to book a satellite and someone is making a noise, smashing a laptop. And they're like, what's going on? I'm like, Mark McGuire is next to me, smashing a laptop. So, you know, I, I can't pick out just, just one because it, it, it just all goes together. You know, the, the best memory was, was just being there. The worst memory was the day they said, we've got to let you and 500 of your closest friends leave. And those people, you know, that have been there for years and you worry about what their lives are. So many of my, comrades are you know producing local women's college basketball because they can't get another job in tv because we're so old it's like we just get put out to pasture they can hire three people for the same salary and and now everybody's expected to do all this other stuff internet and everything like that so uh that's a that's one of i i've never usually put on the spot with questions that's that's a first and i i think i have to think about it but i i We'd be here for a lot longer if I had to throw out, you know, all of them. You know, it's funny. I'd have to say maybe my favorite non-sports center but sort of related moment was Dan Patrick taking me on stage, on stage for Hootie and the Blowfish in their heyday. That's cool. On stage. Wow, I love it. So you got to go on stage with Eric Wilson and the gang? Well, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. He Eric gets mad when I call him Hootie. (laughs) <laughs> i knew that's what you were doing and i was just gonna let it go but no you had to point out that you're making fun of eric who's not even here that's okay i would do it if he was here he's a six i know you would so, yeah, he deserves it low blow low He'll blow i know 
So now with Ability Media, um, so did you start Ability Media or how did that come about? It came about during COVID when I was doing my own little radio internet show and they saw an interview I did with Jim Abbott and they said, how can we do this at the college level and, and get kids and students involved? And so um, they came after me and said, hey, would you like to you know, make an impact and, and be able to share stories about people with disabilities? And so um, they brought me on and now I'm getting to put together content and do interviews and we're doing features and we do every day we're doing stories and, and either seeing something that crossed the wires and doing our own version of it or reaching out to those people and doing another story on them. Uh, we had a, a girl from Ukraine that was disabled that we did a feature on her. Wow. And so I'm enjoying it. I'm having the time of my life. 56 years old running, you know, these college kids are 18, 19 and 20. And, and some of them think they know a little more than you do, but I'm, I'm you know, I'm enjoying well, I think it. that's every teenager. Right? I don't know. When I was that age, I knew everything. <laughs> I take but offense to that. The quality of what these. Oh yeah, these you're still students, a teen. The, no, I'm not. I'm uh, just saying I'm young. Jake has a young face. He's I'm 21. Young. I am young. I don't have face. a young face. I am young. He has a something face. It's not young. Oh, you know. But, I'm gonna I'm gonna say things later. But if, if, thank you. if you guys want to see what we did, just go to abilitymediagroup.com or follow Ability Media Group on social media and we continue to you know generate content and do stories and reach out to the newsmakers and um you know and, and I get to continue to do uh sports things to get them involved. So I'm we're already planning for the Super Bowl next year. I took Love Seven that. students and one professor, and next year it's in my home state of Arizona. So uh, the NFL was gracious to work with us and to uh, let us do it. And we know, you know, I know how to teach them boundaries so they're not wandering and doing yep. silly stuff. And they were all professional and, um, you know, just gives us an opportunity again to showcase, you know, and, and a goal to say, hey, Quinnipiac has started this program. I have a disability. I'd like to get involved because, you know, I, I can be as cocky and arrogant and fun on camera, but I can't teach confidence and people with disabilities, as you alluded to, John, they they're beat down, they're stared at, they know what they're in for. Yep. And it's tough to teach that confidence. I can't just come out and go, you're missing an arm and you have to say, I don't care. So, but if I can show them to either emulate me or how I act or how I dress, that's another thing that I've gotten involved with the fashion world of, you know, untuck it giving me clothes that look good on a body with no legs um you know those kind of factors so you know um I, i'm 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 happy you know at my age and i'm, I'm going to continue to hopefully you know talk to amazing guys like you and, and tell that story and let people realize that uh you know it's, it's not having legs is not the worst thing that could ever happen to anybody it's oh. it's what you make it's what you make of it honestly i mean it's it's a hard it's a hard hand to be dealt to start but like you said i mean it, it's it's how you make it what you make of it and i mean that's really what it ends up coming down to i believe and and jb and jake if i didn't lose them i wasn't a veteran i get that all the time people say thank you for your service and i've got to be <laughs> humble and say no i didn't because you don't want to you don't want to be a right. jerk no, i didn't serve it's right, like, right. thank them for taking the time to appreciate that. Yeah. But, but I don't have that trauma. I know one way. I started crawling, and that's what I've continued to do. And, and I couldn't even imagine or fathom 
John losing something and and starting life left-handed as a right-handed person or something, you know? It's okay. I'm left-handed and uh, I'm in a right-handed dominated world, unfortunately. So indeed you are John in the minority. Oh. All right, guys, well, we gotta put up a- <laughs> do we have anything else we wanted to ask Dave or are we, we're good. I, I want to throw it to you guys before I, before I, say uh, I mean, you know, I appreciate you taking the time, Dave, you're more than welcome to stick around while we talk. Uh, some sports. Of course. We'd love, yeah. we'd love to have you stay if you want. Okay. Uh, before before we do that, like, would you would you want to tell everybody where they can find everything about you? I know it says Dave Dave Steven Speaks dot com, but if there's anywhere else as well. Um, the floor is yours. No, I mean I appreciate it. Um, help build our my social media, our social media, because I represent so many groups and organizations. Um, you know, um, in the disabled world, which I hate saying that. Like, if I could get one thing changed in my whole soapbox, I hate the term Special Olympics. I think it's really? time for a new name change. It was created by an old white woman in the 60s, um, you know, who came for money, you know, the Kennedys. And uh, it's like, if I'm an athlete or my son's an athlete, I don't want them to be thought of as special. I, I just want them, you know, so call it the heroic games or the champion games or something you know, and if I can ever get Tim Shriver's ear, I'd like to, you know, do that. But they can follow Dave Stevens Speaks on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, LinkedIn, and uh, Twitter, and and anything else. Uh, you know, YouTube. Like I said, if you want to actually see me in action, just Google Dave Stevens Legless Football or Dave Stevens uh, No Legs, or you know, I'm I'm the only one that'll show up for uh, those crazy searches. But uh, no, I appreciate, you know, being able to talk to you guys and I'll, I'll stick around and I don't know a lot as much anymore, but uh, I can chime in with an opinion every now and then. Sure. All right, John, John knows nothing and we keep him around. <laughs> don't worry. All right. Yeah, I'm so treated around here. Now, now I can comment on this. So, Deb, you're talking about the fact that JB's wearing a hockey jersey. It's funny you say that. So, we were on meetings together before the show started and I saw JB was wearing a Blackhawks jersey. Now, initially, I was planning on just wearing a T-shirt or throwing a sweatshirt on, and that was it. But when I saw him wearing this, I said, I got to one-up him because I guarantee you my jersey is better than yours. I don't know who's on the back of your Blackhawks jersey. By the way, the Blackhawks, disgusting. I'm sorry. Deb, I'm sorry. I know Chicago. I, I get it. Gross. Not for me. JB, who's on the back of your jersey? Just curious. Kids. Good player. I got you beat for a fact because I got Wayne Gretzky on the back of mine. Yeah, but listen, as a former. <laughs> but you weren't even fan, born when he played. So what? So, so it what? doesn't as a, count. How as a former Ranger fan. That, hold on, hold on, hold on. It doesn't count. Hold on. How does that not count? You weren't even. So you alive. mean to tell me you can't talk about any Orioles that never played before? Uh, you know, that played before. No, I'm you just were saying born? you specifically. Oh, so argument, it's just me. Just oh, so it's saying, you know what? So it's ages. Jake, you're out of order. Thank you, Deb. No. John is out of order for the ageism against me. That's what this is. This is baloney. This is baloney. I I prefer JB's jersey. Ridiculous. I will say my jersey looks better. It it really does. I would argue that. Them Giants colors are just. uh, Oh, all right. We got the best jersey in the house. (laughs) We we have both been beat, and I humbly agree that I've been beat. No. This is just uh, I, I for I didn't plug them, but I should have. I just started working for a company called Pro Stance, which has got these amazing feet plates that help teach baseball uh, to kids. And it was yeah. I used it at one of my camps, and it showed when I had kids with 
severe mental disability stepping into the plate and starting to hit i'm like i had to get involved with that so uh this is this is my pro stance jersey like it makes it. me look like a big fat pumpkin but i just i wanted to get into sports mode with you guys so kind of looks like an See? old chicago bears jersey from yeah the 30s or something. <laughs> yeah yes we, like had the, we had the opportunity to see that super bowl week as well great product i, I love it you know i i probably would be good using that to learn golf because I'm not good yeah. at it. You know, and I know it's good for golf, it's good for baseball, good for a bunch of sports. So uh, great product. Yeah. Well thanks. All right. Gentlemen, there's lots of sports news to talk about. And I missed last week. So I don't even know where to start because I feel so I feel so lost. We have like 25 <laughs> minutes, give or take, to talk about basically every piece of news in the last week. I don't know where to start. Rapid fire. I, I think I think we should start with Matt Ryan. Okay. Uh, I want to start with that because I, I get Atlanta is not going anywhere, and I get it's a dumpster fire. I said that we were on the radio there, so this, this isn't is a new take. This is not this is not new. Yeah. <laughs> but a third round pick for Matt Ryan, and then they're gonna who's gonna play quarterback? Marcus Mariota. Is that what I'm hearing? Yep. Indeed. I mean, you I'm know, glad Mariota's getting a shot, but. How is that making your team better? Look, here's what I will say. Good job, Colts. You did a good thing, boys. You know what? <laughs> you got rid of Commander Carson, who was not going to do you any good. And you got a guy that can at least win games. Now, I know there are going to be people out there that are going to say, oh, well, he choked in the Super Bowl. And to you people, I say, shut your mouth. Because if you watch <laughs> that Super Bowl, shit. You, you, you said it? I'm going to block James. No, no, hold on. But here's the thing. James is making fun of the Falcons, <laughs> not Matt Ryan. But I knew these kinds of comments and things would happen. So, James, I'm not blaming because I James is making fun <laughs> of the Falcons. And he's darn right about it. But Matt Ryan did not blow that Super Bowl. To anybody that says that Matt Ryan blew that Super Bowl, you did not watch it because if you watched it, I can tell you exactly what happened. Matt Ryan put up 28 points against the Patriots. And then the defense decided, I'm tired, and completely imploded. To be now, fair, I'm, the start of that comeback was Matt Ryan got stripped. I was going to say, Matt Ryan was but, not completely. But they shouldn't have been passing the ball up 28-3 in the third quarter run anyway. The I was say, the ball. Matt Ryan is not entirely you know, without fault because of that. You're right, and I was going to say that from enough. So, John, I agree. But that's a, not just his fault because he, he, he wasn't making the play calls. It shouldn't have happened. And B, the Falcons' defense lost the game at the end of the at the end of the day. That's simple, simple as that. So well, anyone that makes I, those comments, shut your mouth. That's what I say I, to those people. I want to throw this, something out there because it was a Go bad week to be, be a bad week to be an Atlanta sports fan. I mean, what had you guys remember losing two superstars in one week? You're losing Matt Ryan and you lose Freddie Freeman. I like was just going to say that's two of your, your your stars in one market are gone. Yeah. That's a big loss. Atlanta is hurting. It's so stupid because apparently Freddie Freeman, and I'm paraphrasing, basically said the fa- the Braves didn't reach out to him. Like Which, they didn't reach out just, to him about about trying is, to bring him back. Like I think they, right, the he Falcons, said that. I think he said to, he talked to the Braves one or two times in the offseason, and right. that's it. They saying, didn't do the Falcons, they didn't do anything to push to get Freddie Freeman back. They didn't seem interested at all. How do you let Fred, Freddie Freeman go after he just brought you a world championship? Help bring you that. That's the one thing I give to the Falcons is it, it makes Matt no sense. Ryan. Matt Ryan in a different situation. 
He wasn't a free agent. They also, I think, understand this team is not going anywhere. And they they didn't have the, the ability to truly, you know, give him an extension, do anything like that. I understand that. It's not it's not the best thing for the Falcons. I understand that, but at they the did end of what the, day, the Lions did for Matt Stafford for Matt Ryan. Tried to right, exactly. It's the same game. thing. It's just they put look, him in a good situation. Yeah. Exactly. Which I respect it's, that when teams the Falcons did the right thing. That. And I appreciate that. Then we talk about the Braves, as Dave eloquently brought up. He's right. The Braves, they effed up. Okay. I, I'm putting it politely. They, they, that is to me how how you let a superstar like that go is beyond me. If you know, if you're the Packers, I'm going to use it as a perfect example because I do want to talk about this too. Devontae Adams, right? You tried to bring him back. You offer him the contract. You did everything you could. He just didn't want to stay. You can't make a guy stay. Things happen. That's different. But the Falcons were, or excuse me, the, the Braves were just like, eh, well, we could try just about this much. Other than that, it's too much work. Forget about it. And then he walks and he goes to LA. And LA's like, thanks. That was easy. No, skin off her back. They paid him. He's happy. Everybody happy. Everybody's happy except for the Braves and their fans. Yeah. Uh, listen, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I don't know. But, so but anyway, stupid. Back, back to Matt it's Ryan. so dumb. Back to Matt Ryan. I love this trade if I'm the Colts. I think this is probably their best starting quarterback since Andrew Luck. And I, yeah. I say that they've had a couple in between. They've had Jacoby Brissett. They've had Phillip Rivers. They had most recently Carson Wentz, right? This is, I think, their best. And I say, you know, I think it's their best because I would still say Phillip Rivers was a solid quarterback, but I think this is their best their best chance so, at a championship at, since. But he was at the tail end of his career. I mean, but, when he but that's what I'm there. saying. So that, Matt Ryan's got I mean, a little bit left in the tank for sure. He's on a better team. He's going to have to do less pick. work. And well, actually, for actually JB, if you look at what the uh, Colts gave up for Carson Wentz originally, and what they gave up yeah. for Matt Ryan, and what they traded away Carson Wentz to the Commanders for, they actually got more in return getting Matt Ryan in those picks than they did yep. trading for Carson Wentz and trading for Matt Ryan. They actually got more. You know what I mean? Like they get they got more stuff than they gave away ultimately. So they, they won this deal. Between, they got all, pit, between more everything. Picks. They yeah. ended up on a positive note. Got yeah. a better quarterback, and basically they just they gained all around. Yeah, and that's my point. But the that's way I crazy. see it for Matt Ryan and why I love this trade, um, for me at least, the way I was looking at it is Matt Ryan has to do less than ever, right? He's on a team with a strong defense where he's got, an a, a strong defense, and then, B, more importantly, on his offense <laughs> alone, he's got an incredible run game. I mean, John unbelievable running game. Unbelievable, exactly. And 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 on top of all of that, he's got a great offensive line that's going to give him the protection he needs to be able to make the plays he needs to make when he has to make them. But that's the thing that when I say that, and that's what's important, when he has to make them, he doesn't right. have to make all the plays. No. He doesn't have to go. And he out finally has a great offensive line too. That's and that, that's what I mean. Yeah. He doesn't have to go out and do all the work though because he's got. A strong defense to complement him. Yep. He's got a great run game to complement him. He's got able receivers. He's got a good offensive line in front of him, one of the best in football. He's got everything working towards him. For me, I think this is his best chance in championship ever. And I'm saying that including what the Falcons were, uh, you know, when, when they lost that Super Bowl, I'm saying this is a better opportunity overall 
because of the the scenario, everything around him is is more geared towards a championship. The Colts were a contender with the right quarterback, and now they have a good quarterback and a guy that I think has a chance to lead them. All of a sudden, this is a team that I'm I'm not saying they're going to be the number two seed or the number three seed. They're, you know, it's a the AFC is loaded, but they are going to make the playoffs, and after they make the playoffs, all bets are off. Anything can happen. Interesting. I mean, I sent you the thing this morning from ESPN on on Get Up. You know, if that you look at their funny. top their top five AFC teams, they didn't have the Chiefs in the top five, nor do they have the Colts. And I think the Colts with Matt Ryan now may be in that top five. Their, their list was the Bengals, Bills, Chargers, Browns, and Broncos. I'm sorry, but I understand why the Browns were put on that list because – Deshaun Watson and I kind of understand it actually. Right, but they're but but it's like the Browns. But the Browns are a type of team, much like the Broncos. Until you see it, you really can't. You know what I mean? I I agree. But to put them in the top five already, that's baloney. You leave the Chiefs off that list. That's. But what I will say is, it does prove my point. The AFC is loaded. I mean, oh. I, 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 it is John, John. Your dolphins are near a spot. We're and back. Because we're back, baby. Back. You're back. We're what back. do you have that? Okay. Hold we're on. back. Hold on. I'm just let saying. Pull, we're back. Do pull up a li- Don't forget let's, this let's, symbol. John, I, what I had do you have? He was so far out of order, I muted him. Let me just go over what other teams have that you don't and why you are not even close. The Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen, great defense. Uh, you know, Stephon Diggs, they speak for themselves. Okay, that's done. We'll skip the rest of the AFC East because I don't think the Patriots are going to make the playoffs at this point based on the way things are going. Forget it. Not yet. They're not there. Exactly. The Cincinnati Bengals, they just made the Super Bowl. They are getting better. They're building an offensive line. Things are improving in Cincinnati. This is a team that just went to the Super Bowl. Things are actually getting better now. Okay, the Cleveland Browns, okay? This is a team that was decent last year. You know, they were okay. Not a great quarterback situation. If they can get – if they have Deshaun Watson, assuming he's playing, they are immediately in contention for one of the playoff spots just because Deshaun Watson's on the team. I don't care that he hasn't played in a year. He's Deshaun Watson. I think they're going to be okay. The Baltimore Ravens, they didn't make the playoffs, but why? Lamar Jackson was hurt. Their he whole team play. was hurt. Right. But their most important player, Lamar, yeah. wasn't playing. So – Already, I've got the Bills, the Bengals, the Browns, the Ravens. Okay, move to the AFC South. We got the Titans. We already know what they're about. It's pretty simple. Derrick Henry, absolute monster. Uh, who did they just trade for? They just traded for somebody, didn't they? Or they signed a receiver. They signed, I'm, I'm blanking on who the Titans just got. And they got rid of Julio. No, but they, um, Robert Woods. Thank oh, you. Robert Woods for a six-round pick. That's a steal. And he's a, he's a great receiver, even though he's coming off of injury. Great receiver. Okay, so now we've got Bills, Bengals, Browns, Ravens, Titans. we got five teams, the Indianapolis Colts we just talked about. So they make that six. And then that's six teams already. There's only seven you haven't playoff gotten spots. to the West. And you haven't and exactly. gotten to the West. I haven't even gotten to the AFC division. West, where we have Jake. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, Jake, sir. While you're, you're still on the East, though, I want to throw out something that sure. it's that elephant in the room they're not talking about. If Deshaun Watson, let's say the least he gets is six games, 
is that Browns team going to be able to finish three and three in those six games he's not there? Or could they be so far out of it no matter when he comes back, they're going to be in contention? Like, that's the thing. This is going to be the most hated team in America yeah. for, for at least one season. This yeah. is Michael Vick on steroids because once Absolutely. all the women's groups and everything go crazy, no, but mm-hmm. but the league has to do something. And that's why I'm wondering, of you've course. got this great quarterback, but he's going to go through the three training camp games. But, you know, if you're 0-6 or 1-5 while he's gone, have you dug too much of a hole by taking You may him? have. It's a good point. You very well may have. You're right. But here's the thing. So that's a that's a great point. So I don't mean to get off that. It's a very good point. So even if you take them off my list, you still got what five teams. And then as we were going to say, but that, and that's a very good point that I hadn't thought about. But you're and you're absolutely right. But even if it's five teams, even if we eliminate the Browns, because that's a great point. It's very possible. You look at the AFC West. You're going to have at least one playoff team from there because someone's going to win the division. But it is going to be a dogfight. Kansas City Chiefs speak for themselves. The Raiders just added one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in all of football, in Devontae Adams. You got Devontae Adams and Derek Carr. They were teammates in college. That is going to be an awesome connection that I cannot wait to see. Okay, the Chargers, they basically just bring everybody back and then add to the defense with Khalil Mack. That's a great addition. Uh, you know, Mike Williams comes back. Things are yeah, looking great JC in LA. Jackson. Yep, things look amazing in LA. Oh, and then what's this? Oh, right, the Denver Broncos. How can we forget about them? Trading for Russell Wilson. So – this comment right here is exactly my point. AFC West could send three to the postseason. So See, John, the thing, it's, the thing you're so not talking on. about is so John, that these on. teams are going to beat each other up. But John, you're missing the point. I have named if we take if we take the Browns out of the equation, right? So that was five teams, and then I got to the last division. I'm looking at nine or ten teams. If I'm including the Browns, it's ten. Without the Browns, it's nine. That is a minimum nine teams that are all immediately, in my opinion, and probably most of people's opinions, better than your Dolphins. It's not that the Dolphins aren't good. It's not that the Dolphins don't have a chance to win games. It's because the other teams are so good, it is going to be a dogfight. On paper. On paper. You don't know what the Broncos, you don't know what the Browns are going to be. I don't need to know anything. I can tell you teams that are guaranteed. Chiefs. You're just counting paper champions. Buffalo. No, I just named the four people that just won their division. There's no reason they're going to play any worse. I'm just John, saying, like, these teams, John, the John, AFC West not, is going to beat each other let up. Me, let me ask you this, John. All right, I exclude the AFC West. I still have a minimum of five, a maximum of six teams that I think are better than the Dolphins. And what about Eric Wilson with the popcorn right at it so I could hear you? I know, guys but, that, but that's a out. minimum. Of five teams, I think are better than the Dolphins and guaranteed to make the playoffs over them. What makes you think the Dolphins? Well, of course, division winners are going to make the playoffs. Okay, that's four. They can't help so, that. But but my point is, John, you have four. Two pe- I'm telling you, two teams out of the AFC North are almost guaranteed. Two teams out of the AFC South are almost guaranteed, and two teams out of the AFC West are don't also guarantee almost guaranteed. the NFC. Don't guarantee the AFC South because we guaranteed we thought the Colts were going to make it this year. I said and they almost, fell against almost. Jacksonville, so it's no guarantee almost. in that division. I, I did not say yeah. they are. I said almost guaranteed for yeah. all of them. So my point is to <laughs> I you. I think though, it's going to be three out of the West, two out it of the could North, be, and and, and I think that something we have to take into consideration is but what John, divisions these teams John, play when they play the, the NFC. Point here. Well, I'm saying John. who plays NFC West. You know what I mean? Like this year, Forget who plays that. NFC? John, that matters. What makes the Dolphins worthy of a playoff spot that you're going to argue for this? Because 
it's it's and this is nothing about any what of the they Dolphins have to their or, team. It, uh, they literally like a, just improved their this offensive is, line significantly John, you, and the you, run game. You added one guy. You added what one do you mean? guy. They added Connor Williams from the Cowboys, who's a le- the 11th best guard in football. And they got Toronto Armstead. Great. So that's two. That's two big linemen right there. They got okay, their John, running what, backs. What makes you better is what I'm I'm failing to understand. Because the Bengals, who just made the Super Bowl, just added three offensive linemen. Joe Burrow is going to light up the league now. He's going to have more time than ever. He will. Uh, yeah, so I just what do you that, have over all these teams? What is I think, it? I think what Mike McDaniel is going to do is much like what he did with the Niners last year. I think he's going to do the same exact thing. He's going to make me not want to watch football? Nice. The Niners went to the right. NFC Championship. They certainly were not exciting. So that's because you bet on them, I'm sure, and you lost bets. Absolutely, so, John, that's a lot to do so with it. You're telling me the Eagles are going to be 10 and 7. Congrats. 10 and 7. 10 and 7, the, the and seven in, in the West team. is not going to be enough. 10 and 7 is going to barely. The Niners get... were old school football, and I don't mind. Hold on. Hold on. You're saying that McDaniels is going to do what he did with the Niners to you guys. 10 and 7 is what your record sits at then. I'm saying, based he's on that. Run and I would like to point out real quick. Last year, there were one, two, three teams to make the playoffs at 10 and 7. Yep. And two of which have improved this offseason in the Bengals and the Raiders. And that's automatically got to be cause for concern. You are not better than either of those teams. You're just not. I mean, that's your opinion. I think we're better that's than the fact, Raiders. That's a fact, John. It's They've made the playoffs effect. and improved their team. How are you arguing this? It's not necessarily a guarantee. I mean, did you did you mention Jake about their who did the Raiders lose this offseason? Their best player that they lost. I have no idea who. Okay, all right. So you're going to come in here because I Jake, think their their best player is Devontae Adams. Uh, bring or bring just Waller. Jake and me on screen for a moment because I'm I'm about to torch him. So bring just Jake because, and me. Because what your opinion versus second. my opinion is the him. Raiders' best players. So just are bring dead. us two on so I can light him up on fire, and oh, then okay. we can continue this madness. I will remove Dave and JB for a second. All right. Yes, sir. They lost basically an all-pro cornerback, did not replace him, and you're telling me the Raiders got better. I don't care if they added Devontae Adams. If you can't play De- Defense in the in the AFC West and in the AFC, you got nothing. You lose an All Pro corner in Casey Hayward, and you replace him with absolutely nothing. I don't care if you get Chandler Jones. If you can't play, if you can't play defensive back, if you got nothing covering back there, it don't matter who's on your defensive line. You got nothing on defense, and if you can't play defense, your team's got nothing. You're not the Chiefs. Hey, Only the Chiefs hey John, can pull that nonsense up. So if you're gonna tell Real me quick. that because they got Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones, and they- let me ask you this, John. How many interceptions did Casey Hayward have last season? Do you know by chance? It's not about that. I'm just it's curious. about locking just, down. No, it's no, about no. locking down I'm the opposition. I'm just asking a question, John. I'm just it's curious. about locking down guys like Tyreek Hill. John, I'm just asking a, a, a question out of curiosity. I don't care. Had, I don't know how many he had picks one. he had. He had but, one. But his season was an all-pro type John, of season. John, John, no, it wasn't. It, yes, passes? it was. John, do you know how many passes defended he had? It doesn't matter. The, what I do you watched, mean it doesn't matter? That's watched, what he does. The, I watched this guy play. This guy was amazing for, oh the, my for the Raiders. And they replaced him with nothing. John. He had nine passes defended. That's okay. it. Okay. But but it's about locking down your guy. But that's part of locking down your and guy. And they lost him. And they got nothing back. They lo- oh, they got nothing John. back. 
So they have nothing on the back end to cover. And you know football, Jake. So you know I'm if you can't cover anything because... on the back end, it don't matter what your defensive line is. Get out of oh, here. God, John, We're almost John, done. John, John, you've missed all the important statistics. Also, he's 32 years old, John. But they have nothing else. John, and nothing else at corner. They still got better. They how? You add Devontae Adams. How do you not get better? How do you not improve? Because you can't play defense. John, I will say this has been very entertaining. Jeez. But so hold on. Let, let, You're going to tell me that you lose a 32 year old on defense who did not have as great of a season as you seem to think he had, and you add one of the best receivers, if not the best in all of football, so and you're saying they didn't improve? That gives you an opportunity to cover Tyreek Hill, gives you an opportunity to cover Travis Kelsey. Now John, you don't have that. Think about this for a second. How do those teams defend Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller? How about that? Did you it's- think about that? Defense is more important. Look at the Chiefs in the playoffs. You got to have a defense, man. You got to have a defense, and they don't have a defense. I'm not Raiders worried about what they're making in the play. I'm talking about just getting to the playoffs. That was the whole point of this. They're not going to get there. And my point is this. My point is this. Dave's With young. that, they oh. improved. They are going to the playoffs. Your Miami Dolphins are coming nowhere near the playoffs, John. Okay. You are going right, to be sitting see. back at home. Like my Giants. And I'm saying that because I love my team, but boy, do they stink. I know they do. You are coming nowhere We're, we're not going to talk about the, the badness known as the New, <laughs> New Jersey Giants because they're horrible. We're not even calling them New York anymore. I'm giving I, them away. JB or Dave, if you'd like to chime in on this, please do because I am Don't heated, as you can point. tell. There, there is no talking. There's no talking with absurdity here. Uh, anything to do with a racist organization like the Miami Dolphins who fired them? <laughs> I'm just joking. I like it. No, Dave, I like Whoa. it. Taking shots is no, sponsored no. by Dave, Dave, I applaud no, I you, just, sir. I just that's uh, how we do it here. No, I, he, he was a buddy of mine. I was just, uh, just it's 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 interesting to see the passion in John's in John's voice, but the reality is, it's going to be a tough division. But you're one injury of any of those star quarterbacks going down, where the Dolphins could slide in. So. If, you never know. Something happens in Buffalo, New England. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. You guys, you guys probably play Cleveland early too. So if you beat Cleveland early, um, John you know, is just transitioning to hockey now. I, I no, I'm not transitioning to hockey. I'm making sure JB's bets are covered. JB has money on the line. I'm making sure JB's bets are covered. I know that's what he's thinking. Please go on, David. I didn't mean uh, no, is is this sponsored by FanDuel or Caesars or? It's not. It's sponsored by that? JB's wallet. <laughs> No, I just I love hearing the answer because that's what makes it so exciting. But what you guys should do is make sure you record this and then play this in November, and then oh, absolutely, you, you guys have some sort of bet that somebody has to oh, do something weird in a jersey or show oh, up somewhere like embarrassing or you know put the money where your teams are. So the yeah. over under Jake, put your money where your mouth is, John. What do you got? This I'll isn't even Jake's you. team. Nine wins. Who will get nine wins? The Giants or the Dolphins? Oh, oh we have no shot. going to get nine wins all day, and I know that. <laughs> I, I won't even begin to argue that they are more likely. The Giants are a complete dumpster fire, and I know it. I yes, will sit are. here all day, and no matter how much I disagree with anything John said, that is no chance for the Giants. The Dolphins oh, at least have oh. a chance. Try being yeah. a Vikings fan. I'm a lifelong Vikings fan. Vikings so fan. I, I, you just, I just, 
Did you recently you spoke to Will, didn't you? Will Stein? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a Vikings yeah. fan too. I thought I saw that interview. Yeah, he's a good dude. Guy. Yes, Will is a great guy. He's yeah. tremendous. Tremendous man. I love All right, him. guys. I wish we could continue to talk more because this has been extremely fun. However, sadly, uh, we are out of time. Uh, and I think that means we need to wrap things up. So uh, I'll leave it up to you guys to, you know, to, to say where you're, where they can find you all that important information. You guys know what I'm talking about. All right. So JB underscore the program on Twitter, all over sideline sports. I'll leave it at that. So we can move it along, John. <laughs> yeah. You got basketball Sunday night. You got, Sports Arena Monday night, NBA Carousel Monday night, Tuesday nights. You got Sideline Sports Wednesday nights. You got Sports Arena. Then you got uh, Play Callers on Friday. You got the Gauntlet on Saturday. I mean, we got we just got shows every single day of the week on Sideline Sports Network. And then we have amazing guests like Dave Stevens. I mean, where else are you going to find this type of content? I'm just saying. Nowhere. Nowhere. All right. All right, you guys, most importantly, where you guys can find Sideline Sports, as you see across the bottom of the screen, I say this every week, but it's super important. Instagram is Twitter. Uh, just look up Sideline Sport 1, YouTube, Facebook, uh, all the other social medias. Just look up Sideline Sports. We're on DBNA Television, uh, TikTok, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, I think I hit everything. We're everywhere. Point is, we're literally everywhere. And Dave, we like our steaks well done around here. Oh, and just let me know. Dave, I'm do so get, sorry. Do I get a sideline sports test? All guests appearing on sideline sports get a watch or a hat or something. <laughs> Dave, I will personally ship this hat just for you. I got to get back to reenacting Lee Steinberg's desk. <laughs> Dave, will be right, shipping that guys. to our guests for next weekend. Where can they find you, Dave, one more time? Yes, please. Uh, D- Dave Stevens Speaks. Just Google me or look for a legless athlete or something. It's I'm out there. Absolutely. All right. Everybody have a good one, Dave. Thank you so much again. And John, your Miami Dolphins are nowhere near the playoffs. And I want you to know that. And I'm getting the last word this week. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric cast. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here. And I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music.